Good morning, good day, good evening. This is DJ Spatza on Radio Sport at radiosport.online on the 5th of July 2021. This is Daily Sports News.
Bruce Springsteen Glory Days. It is England and Argentina who will want to try and replicate Glory Days. Glory Days of England from 1966 when they, uh, they were the world champions. They won the World Cup 1966 at Wembley. Also, Argentina competing in uh, Copa America will want to replicate their success from 1993 when the last time, it was the last time when Argentina got actually the uh, Copa America. They beat uh, uh, they they won that trophy in 1993 but let's review what uh, actually happened over uh, the weekend in both uh, Euro 2020 and Copa America let's start with Euro 2020 on Friday uh, Switzerland uh, were taking on Spain Spain were heavy favorites despite the fact that Switzerland knocked out uh, France were favored to go all the way to win the championship but uh, the Swiss had other ideas. They beat France in penalties, on penalties, with Kylian Mbappé unable to convert penalty against Jan Zomer of Switzerland. This time, Spain got ahead early. They managed to be uh, to get board already in the eighth minute through Denis Zakaria on goal. Denis Zakaria was replacing Granit Xhaka, who uh, couldn't compete against Spain because of the two yellow cards which he received earlier. So uh, Spain were ahead one goal to nil and seemed to have been controlling the game. But Switzerland uh, was uh, uh, trying to get back to the game, and Zadan Shakiri, uh, this is the player uh, who. Uh, provided the score against Poland in 2016, the equalizer in their game in the last 16. This time the uh, Liverpool striker uh, was successful in the 68th minute uh, and it looked now that uh, Switzerland had all the advantage but it only lasted about 9 minutes with uh, uh, Remo Freuler receiving a red card in the 77th minute so still 13 minutes to go in the regular time plus at a time and uh, potentially uh, the uh, extra time for Spain to uh, go ahead. But Spain were sluggish, were unable to go ahead and the uh, the game went into the penalties. It's the second time for Switzerland to go uh, to penalties uh, but so they uh, should have had more experience having uh, beaten France but this time they were not clinical. Perhaps it was Switzerland who were already satisfied with the results satisfied with the fact that they were already in the quarterfinal, satisfied, satisfied with the fact that they already beat the world champions of France. So, uh, Spain was the hungrier team and despite the fact that Busquets hit the post uh, in the first penalty they were then uh, more successful than Switzerland they beat them uh, in penalties uh, three goals to one so it is Spain who qualified to the semi-final to be played at Wembley on Tuesday who are they going to play against that was to be decided in the late game on Friday between Belgium and 
Italy. Uh, Belgium uh, put in uh, put forward a, a very good uh, lineup with uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Somewhat surprisingly, he was in the starting lineup because we saw uh, the type of injury that he suffered uh, through a tackle of uh, the Portuguese player Palinha, both in the first half and in the second half when his ankle got twisted, uh, and apparently he had a torn ligament in his ankle, and yet he was put in the starting lineup. Not a wise decision, I think. It could be seen that uh, Kevin De Bruyne was not his usual self. He couldn't really move around at his usual pace. So perhaps uh, Martinez, the coach of Belgium, made an error. He should have really put uh, in the lineup someone who is healthier, someone like Carrasco. We don't know why Carrasco wasn't playing uh, the guy from Atletico Madrid, who was instrumental in Atletico uh, regaining their uh, La Liga championship this season. But Italy were industrious early on. They had all the moves that were necessary. They had Verratti up front. They had Lorenzo Insigne. They had Spinazzola down the left. They had Nicolo Barella. And it was the latter one that provided the first score. Nicolo Barella scored in the 31st minute. Although there is a, a bitter, a sweet goal. This was a bittersweet goal for Italy because of the behavior of Ciro Immobile, uh, who went down uh, in the penalty area, uh, screaming for foul uh, and apparently in pain. So the Belgian players didn't really know what to do, whether or not the referee was going to stop the game, but he didn't. So Barella scored and then Ciro Immobile immediately got healed and he joined the celebrations. That's not the type of behavior we want to see. And uh, referee, perhaps... uh, the VAR should have been used here uh, to book Ciro Immobile and to disallow a goal and perhaps then the Italian players would uh, change their behavior, they wouldn't go down without a cause and scream for a foul, so that's uh, the type of behavior we don't want to see at Euro 2020 still Italy continued their good passing game. They were good in defense, where Chiellini and Bonucci were neutralizing Lukaku, and they were incredibly good in offense, where Lorenzo Insigne and Marco Verratti provided all the right moves. So in the 44th minute, it was Lorenzo Insigne who took the ball on the left and cut through to the middle and scored a goal, which is reminiscent of many of the goals that he scores usually for Napoli but the goalie wasn't ready it it is I think an error of Thibaut Courtois it's in part I think his fault not to be ready for this type of strike where everybody really knows how Lorenzo Insigne goes from the middle a curler towards the far post so it was two goals to nil for Italy but before the break, it was Doku, uh, the talented 19-year-old of Belgium, uh, who was uh, very busy uh, on the left-hand side, and his pace was incredible. It, his pace was too much uh, for uh, the uh, uh, for the uh, Italian defender Di Lorenzo of Napoli, who tackled him clumsily uh, in the penalty box. So referee had no choice but to give a penalty to Belgium, which uh, Romelu Lukaku duly. Uh, 
uh, utilized. So it was uh, one goal to two and still Belgium had some chances in the second half. They played well, but with Kevin De Bruyne not being really his usual self they couldn't uh, con- convert any of the chances they they created italy after Marco Verratti was substituted after Lorenzo Insigne was substituted. We're no longer that fluid in the middle. Jorginho was still playing well, but then there was this terrible injury to Spinazzola, who tore his uh, Achilles tendon and uh, was in invisible pain as he was stretched off the pitch. Uh, so it's uh, going to be a big loss for Italy because Spinazzola gave Italy a lot of a lot of pace on the left hand side and uh, he played uh, and collaborated really well with Lorenzo Insigne Italy will have to do without uh, Spinazzola in their semi-final against uh, Spain which is going to be quite a challenge to Italy I believe even though Verratti and Insigne and Barella are playing really well and then we've got still uh, some of these Sassuolo players such as Berardi or Locatelli who can from the bench give uh, Italy uh, even more pace and even more uh, creativity. So Italy are through to the semi-final. They will play at Wembley on Tuesday against Spain and we're looking forward to that matchup uh, already. On Saturday, uh, Czech Republic took on Denmark in Baku. Both the teams were complaining about having to travel so far to Baku. It was 28 degrees Celsius at that stadium. Not that many people, so it wasn't as popular as would have been expected the game itself uh, but uh, 28 degrees Celsius and a lot of humidity probably close to 100% and you could see how difficult the conditions were for both uh, teams but it was Dolberg uh, Kasper Dolberg who shown in the previous uh, game uh, in the last 16 uh, he scored goals there he scored goal here uh, in the 42nd minute but uh, but even beforehand uh, Thomas did Delaney of Borussia Dortmund was totally unmarked in the penalty box in the fifth minute and scored a goal from the corner from uh, uh, with a header from the corner. Thomas Delaney gave an early lead to Denmark. Then Kasper Dolberg gave a 2-0 advantage to Denmark. So it looked that. Uh, the fate of that matchup was already sealed, but Czech Republic uh, were resilient. They went to the uh, second half uh, with uh, some new ideas and it was a nice move which resulted in Patrick Schick scoring a goal for uh, Czech Republic, cutting the deficit to one goal to two. They still had some more opportunities towards the end, uh, but uh, were unable to convert those and it's Denmark who, who are going to be playing uh, on Wednesday at Wembley so they will not have to travel that far this time for their next game so Denmark who were in some disarray obviously and some shock uh, after uh, Christian Eriksen went down with a, uh, with a cardiac arrest uh, during that first game they had to continue the game against Finland which they lost then they lost against Belgium but uh, were able to get up again and uh, fight against 
Russia in the game that they won for goals to one. Now they are in the semi-final and obviously wearing all these uh, shirts uh, for uh, Christian uh, Eriksen. And uh, on Saturday evening, the late game was played at Stadio Olimpico, uh, where Ukraine were taking on England. Ukraine, a surprising winner of the game against Sweden, in which they scored in the last minute of extra time. Uh, but they were pretty much banged up uh, for that game against England. Uh, even Yarmolenko, their main scorer, he left the game against Sweden banged up with some injuries he couldn't really move around that well during the game against England but it was England who were ready who were prepared this time Gareth Southgate had a bit of a more creative lineup with Mason Mount and Jaden Sancho in the lineup but he still kept Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice in the middle to provide security at the back. Uh, Harry Kane and uh, Raheem Sterling combination gave a goal already in the fourth minute and set up the whole game. It was a nice move by Raheem Sterling and a striker's goal really by Harry Kane. Uh, since then it was all downhill. It was easy uh, for England uh, who were uh, pretty secure at the back. Uh, they couldn't, they, they they would only change the sides on the pitch through the defenders through Maguire through John Stones but then provided some more chances in the second half Ukraine came to the pitch with some ideas from their coach Shevchenko but were already behind in the 46th minute where Harry Maguire headed in and gave England a two goal cushion since then it was all England Hurricane his second goal Hurricane rejuvenated after breaking the deadlock during the Germany game now he was on fire in the 50th minute he scored the third goal for England and then Jordan Henderson who came on as a sub was happy to score a header from the corner so 63rd minute and it was already four goals to nil and you could really talk about the size of the England win Gareth Southgate had luxury of replacing some of his players in the second half because that advantage was already quite substantial uh, so he led some other players in so Jordan Henderson who scored the goal Marcus Rashford uh, came in uh, Kieran uh, Trippier and Dominic Calvert-Lewin for uh, Harry Kane also uh, was uh, in the lineup Jude Bellingham uh, was playing for England as well so England will have all their players at the disposal for the semi-final against Denmark. Uh, no one will be disqualified through yellow cards. And also we're hearing that Bukayo Saka, uh, who was banged up before that game, couldn't really play against Ukraine, will be ready uh, again. Uh, let's move to Copa America, where quarterfinals were being played as well. Uh, Peru took on uh, Paraguay. It was a, a quite an interesting game game quite an adventurous game as well uh, three goals each were scored by uh, these teams also uh, they had uh, uh, red cards uh, Andre uh, Carrillo and Gustavo Gomez uh, received uh, a red card each 
it was um, Paraguay who went ahead early. Gustavo Gomez scored a goal, but then uh, Gustavo Gomez uh, go, scored an own goal to give a, a, a one back to Peru. Then Gianluca Lapadula scored for Peru, giving a 2-1 advantage. Junior Alonso equalized in the 54th minute, and Josmar Jotun scored a goal for Peru for three goals to two. And in the added time, it was Gabriel Avalos who equalized 4-3. Peru won on penalties in Copa America. There is no extra time, just straight to penalties. And then... Brazil, uh, the host, uh, uh, were taking on Chile, uh, and uh, they had to deal with uh, being one man down after a half time, in which uh, they scored. They scored in the 46th minute through Lucas Paqueta, but two minutes later, Gabriel Jesus managed to get a, a kung fu kick against his opponent, and he was uh, given a, a red card for this. So uh, Brazil uh, had to uh, defend. Uh, at home against Chile uh, to avoid going into penalties. They managed to do just that, so Brazil uh, qualified to the semi-final in which they were playing against Peru tonight. So uh, we will be watching uh, closely how Brazil uh, are able to handle uh, the Peruvian uh, team. Uh, last night it was uh, Uruguay who were playing against uh, Colombia. Uh, that game went into penalties where David Ospina was the hero of Colombia who uh, defended two, who was able to deflect two penalties and gave Colombia a win through penalties, four goals to two. And then Argentina went to work against Ecuador, Leo Messi, who is trying to put Argentina into the Copa America final for the first time since 1993 but had a chance to go ahead uh, but to hit the post. It was one-on-one -on -one with the Ecuadorian uh, Ecuadorian goalkeeper but was unable to convert but then he was the assistant. Uh, he provided as the assistance to Rodrigo de Paul uh, in the 40th minute uh, which he converted for one goal to nil. Then uh, he passed a ball to uh, passed the ball to Lautaro Martinez in the 84th minute to give a two-goal cushion to Argentina. Then he took the matters into his own hands uh, and he converted a free kick in the added time in the 93rd minute. Argentina beat Ecuador three goals to nil and now they are in the semi-final of uh, Copa America where they will meet Colombia uh, on uh, Tuesday night. So everything looks uh, to be set up for a Brazil-Argentina uh, final but who knows, uh, Colombia and Peru may have other ideas. So the semifinals for Copa America already set. So are the semifinals for Euro 2020. On Tuesday we'll have Spain playing against Italy in at Wembley. We'll see how that works out. And then on, on Wednesday it will be England who will be trying to revive their glory days from 1966 and go to the final. They lost in the semifinal, remember, in that World Cup against Croatia they will uh, now uh, try to uh, to get this uh, behind them 
and uh, they will be prepared. Uh, will they be as slick, uh, as fluid in the middle as against Ukraine? Denmark will provide probably a little bit of a more difficult test, but uh, Southgate has got so many of his uh, great uh, creative players at his disposal. Will it be Jack Grealish uh, eventually uh, who will get uh, the nod for the starting lineup, or will it be still uh, Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice in the middle and uh, Bukayo Saka on the right-hand side since he is going to be ready apparently he's healthy now uh, or will uh, Phil Foden get his chance will Mason Mount who was uh, somewhat uh, um, somewhat average during that game against uh, Ukraine uh, but he's still got Rahim Sterling uh, obviously they'll need to uh, be more uh, industrious uh, than against Ukraine which didn't really provide uh, a, a difficult test to England they may they may have to uh, resort to some sort of street gang tactics they will have to be streetwise against Denmark because Denmark are really well organized so they have they will have to be uh, really tough in that game so we'll have a song for them by a, a band called Salt London Gangs uh, a bit of that uh, street-wise uh, uh, tactics will need to be uh, employed by England in order to beat Denmark on Wednesday. Salt and London gangs.
Salt and London Gangs. We're expecting a lot of hard-fought matches in Copa America and Euro 2020. We have Brazil versus Peru tonight. We have Argentina versus Colombia tomorrow night. And then uh, Spain versus Italy tomorrow. And on Wednesday, England versus Denmark. Uh, they will have to be streetwise, but they have uh, mafia traditions such as Italy and uh, uh, in Latin America. They fight really hard uh, those uh, games in Copa America. Let's move to the sport now, which has nothing to do with gangs, nothing to do with being streetwise. It's Wimbledon, a pure sport played on pure grass surface in Wimbledon in England. Uh, we did not have any matches matches played uh, yesterday. This is the middle Sunday where no matches are played. This is uh, a tradition uh, which apparently is going to be broken next year. But uh, uh, I remember back uh, in the 90s when there was a, a rain in London all the time and they had to play on Sunday. This was a totally different public, totally different fans who turned up at uh, Wimbledon because those tickets were sold for anyone who queue up, who would queue up uh, and the atmosphere, atmosphere was totally different. Let's review the results from uh, Friday. Uh, Angebert uh, beat uh, Garbini Muguruza. That's uh, an upset, I think. Muguruza, uh, who uh, was playing really well at Wimbledon, was... Uh, destined for great things uh, and uh, by bookies I think uh, she was one of the favorites uh, but uh, first said she won 7-5 but then uh, Angebert uh, fought back 6-3, 6-2 and she's the first African in the second week of Wimbledon uh, Evans uh, who played against uh, Sebastian Corda lost so the British hopes uh, were dashed uh, on uh, Friday Sebastian Corda remember is the son of Petr Corda the winner of Australian Open 1998, I believe, also the brother of Nelly and Jessica Corda, who have got a lot of success in the women's golf. Uh, Nelly Corda uh, was the winner of the PGA Championship tournament recently, the major tournament in golf. Shapovalov ended the British hopes or the Scottish hopes uh, of uh, Andy Murray to get back to his uh, form. He beat her. Andy Murray 6-4, 6-2, 6-2. But it's still, I think, a good a, a good tournament for Andy Murray, who had a long break and uh, was um, uh, wary about how his hip would uh, uh, handle the whole situation of playing five setters at Wimbledon. Djokovic went through, of course. Uh, Samsonova uh, beat uh, Sloan Stevens and uh, Madison Keys uh, Mertens on um, on Friday. Also, uh, Iga Świątek was through on Friday by beating the Romanian Begu, a 6-1-6 love or something like that. Very short uh, match that was. On uh, Saturday, uh, more matches were played at Wimbledon with uh, some rain, uh, some rain delays. Roger Federer was back in action and he uh, dashed the hopes of uh, another British contender, Cam Norrie, by beating him in 4 sets. 
sets. Uh, Coco Golf continues her good form. She is through to the fourth round by beating uh, Yuvan 6-3-6-3. Ashley Barty continues also her good form by beating uh, Sinyakova, who is the partner of Krejcikova, uh, the winner of uh, Roland uh, Garros. He, she partners her in the doubles tournament. Uh, Ashley Barty beat uh, Sinyakova 6-3-7-5. Seems to be in a good form. Uh, Ojer Ayasim took on uh, Nick Kyrgios, the extravagant, uh, eccentric uh, Australian. Uh, Kyrgios had to uh, retire after the second set. Uh, his body couldn't handle uh, the um, pain any longer. Uh, Kirstea, beat, uh, Kirstea was bitten, beaten by Raducano, the uh, British sensation. 18-year-old is through to the fourth round as well. Medvedev took uh, five sets. It, uh, it took five sets for Medvedev to beat uh, Cilic. Uh, he lost first two sets but then uh, were able to beat uh, to, uh, to win three, uh, three further sets 6-3, uh, 6-3, 6-2 and he threw to the fourth round where he meet uh, Hubert Hurkacz uh, of Poland uh, who beat Bublik of Kazakhstan in straight uh, sets. Uh, so that uh, match is going to be played uh, today uh, at noon. Similarly, Iga Świątek will be on court at noon uh, playing uh, the uh, uh, the Tunisian Anjaber. Uh, another Polish contender, Magdalinette, was unable to get through to the fourth round. She was beaten by uh, Badosa in three sets. She fought really hard uh, in that game, but was unable to uh, get through a 7-5 first set to and four a six uh, in uh, the women's game in the men's game Berrettini is through uh, to the fourth round as well and indeed he is now perceived as one of the favorites of that uh, wave of youngsters in Wimbledon of course it's still Federer it's still Djokovic it's still Zverev but apparently uh, bookmakers uh, think that uh, Berrettini has got uh, more chances and his explosive power may prevail at Wimbledon Federer when asked why uh, the chances might Matteo Berrettini uh, were higher by bookmakers than those of Zverev responded that perhaps bookies uh, take too much attention, uh, pay too much attention to the results at the Queen's Club uh, tournament, but then said that indeed Berrettini is probably in the form of his life and uh, he uh, may go far in this tournament. Uh, as for uh, Iga Świątek, Apparently, she uh, employed a data miner, someone who analyzes her game statistically and then provides information to her uh, coach, uh, uh, Sheputowski, uh, and uh, uh, that... Uh, uh, coach then translates that into advice to Iga Świątek. Mike James is a specialist in tennis strategy and data analysis and he's worked with a number of top players including Stan Wawrinka but now he's part of Iga Świątek's team uh, since just after the French uh, Open and he's working uh, directly with Piotr Szesputowski, the coach uh, and the coach uh, translates that into advice to Iga Świątek who then practices a based on uh, these on, on this data uh, at the uh, practice uh, courts uh, so uh, this is a new trend in uh 
in tennis where uh, they rely more and more uh, on uh, data, on statistics. Victoria Azarenka, for instance, she wants to know everything, whereas uh, Niga Shiontik relies uh, on the uh, a, on the um, extract of uh, data that is given uh, to her by uh, Shesh Putovsky. Uh, so Shiontik and uh, Hurkacz will be playing uh, side by side almost uh, today at noon uh, and uh, trying to advance to quarterfinals. The performance is uh, very similar so far. They went through without uh, losing a set, so we can say that the performance is mirrored. Hopefully uh, today they will both win and uh, again will be able to uh, play the song by Skeleton Mirrored uh, after their today's wins. Skeleton is a producer from Sydney and his song is called Mirrored. Yeah. 
Skeleton, a very talented producer from Sydney in the song called Mirrored. Song called Mirrored uh, to reflect hopefully the performance of Hubert Hurkacz and Iga Świątek today at Wimbledon. Hopefully both of them will be uh, successful and will get through to the quarterfinals of that uh, very important tournament. Montreal Canadiens, after losing two games uh, in Tampa Bay against uh, the defending champions Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their quest for a Stanley Cup, they played uh, at home for the first time since 1990. 93, uh, hoping to beat the defending uh, champions. How did they do? Not very well, I'm afraid. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning went on to work very quickly uh, and uh, uh, didn't really give any chance to uh, Montreal Canadiens and their fans who were gathered uh, at their uh, at their building and also near the Olympic Stadium. Uh, Lightning are now on cusp of Stanley Cup. Up. They defeat Canadians in the game three by beating them six goals to three. So it was a comprehensive win. Uh, Tyler Johnson scored twice for Tampa Bay Lightning. Victor Hedman and Nikita Kucherov each had a goal and an assist. And Andrei Vasilevsky, the goalie of Tampa Bay Lightning, made 32 saves for Tampa Bay. Uh, they defeated Dallas Stars in six games in the cup final last season. Now they will uh, try to uh, defeat uh, Montreal Canadiens in just four games. So the next game uh, tomorrow night or even tonight. Uh, so uh, I know how fun it was last year when we won, so I want to do that again. That's what uh, Tyler Johnson said. You don't know how many chances you're going to get. And anytime you get this close, you really feel it. I think winning last year makes you even want to win more. And I think everyone kind of feels that way. And we are really exciting, uh, excited. But there is still a lot more to do. We still have one more game to win. We know the fourth one's always the toughest. And we're going to have to have a really, really good game. Game four is here in Montreal on Monday. Philippe Danon, Nick Suzuki and Corey Perry scored for Montreal. Uh, and... Uh, Uh, Carey Price made 24 saves for Montreal, but uh, uh, Montreal have been outscored 14 goals to 5 in the series and Price allowed 13 goals on 79 shots, which is not a really good statistic, 8.35 percentage. Uh, I can definitely play better, that's what Price said. It's not good enough so far. Uh, and obviously... We don't have a choice. That's what Price led. He said, we've overcome adversity all season. Our backs are obviously against the wall. So we've got to start bringing our best. Montreal coach Dominique Ducharme returned to the bench. Uh, he missed six games after uh, spending 14 days in quarantine following his uh, positive uh, test for COVID-19. Uh, and Jan Ruta became the first player in NHL history to score a goal in July, a regular season of Stanley Cup playoffs, when he put Tampa Bay up one goal uh, to nothing, because usually these uh, Stanley Cup playoffs are finished in June. So first uh, 
game, first goal in July. Grimes and Genesis. Grimes, uh, um, Claire Boucher, is a fan of Montreal Canadiens. She studied in Montreal and she will hope to uh, revive the uh, uh, Montreal Canadiens in Game 4, which is going to be played uh, overnight tonight. Uh, hopefully they can at least win one game in Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Grimes and Genesis for Montreal Canadiens, for them to keep fighting.
Grimes and Genesis for Montreal Canadiens who have been waiting since 1993 to play in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They may have to wait a little longer even for to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, but Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA have been waiting since uh, 1974 to play for the NBA championship. They beat Atlanta Hawks at home to go ahead in their matchup three games to two and they played on Saturday evening at Atlanta with a chance to secure a spot in the NBA championship. Milwaukee Bucks started that game well even though they were playing without their star Giannis Anetokounmpo who has got a problem with his right knee hyperextended his right knee and we don't know when he's going to be back so they played without him but Atlanta were, um, were without uh, uh, Trey Young for two games but uh, on Saturday Trey Young was back uh, he had a, a bone bruise in his uh, ankle he was back but he was rusty initially uh, Trey Young uh, couldn't really uh, get a, a shot off uh, and also he got some uh, turnovers as well uh, eventually he scored just 14 points and 9 assists and 4 rebounds was that a good decision to put him in that game back perhaps Lou Williams who played so well when he was when Tyler Trey Young wasn't playing would have been a better decision we don't know that but Milwaukee went off to a very good start especially Drew Holiday uh, had a really good game 27 points, 9 assists and 9 rebounds Lopez was playing well on the boards, he scored 13 points, had 6 rebounds uh, and uh, Milwaukee were, were ahead early uh, but uh, in the third quarter it, it was uh, a, a performance by, uh, the, by um, Chris Middleton that was an outstanding one he uh, provided 16 points of the first points for Milwaukee in that quarter he scored 32 points in total 7 assists and 4 rebounds and Milwaukee were leading substantially by a number of points 16 points 17 points but Atlanta they came back they came back mainly due to performance of Cam Reddish who scored 6 3-pointers 21 points 3 assists 3 rebounds and at some point they were just down to 6 points but then it was Chris Middleton it was Drew Hall Holiday, who provided that uh, uh, that necessary uh, n- necessary spark and necessary um, experience, I think. And they were able uh, to hold off uh, Atlanta Hawks and beat them 118 to 107. Even though um, Bogdan Bogdanovic scored 20 points, had a three points late, uh, three assists, and two rebounds. But it is Milwaukee Bucks uh, for the first time since 1974 who are going to be playing against Phoenix Suns, who themselves are going to be in the finals for the first time since 1993. So both teams will be hungry. Uh, so we're looking 
forward to that matchup between Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns in the finals of NBA. Uh, we don't have a song uh, from a band from Wisconsin, but Milwaukee, which is about 200 kilometers north of uh, Chicago, but has got a neighboring state of Minnesota. We got a song by a band from Minnesota, Duluth, Minnesota, Low the Innocence, and this song would dedicate to Milwaukee Bucks, who will be play playing in the NBA Finals for the first time since 1974.
from Duluth in Minnesota with a song called Innocence, which I dedicate to Milwaukee Bucks, who are going to be playing in the NBA, NBA Finals for the first time since 1974. Is uh, Tour de France uh, fate already decided? Uh, Tadej Pogacar won on Saturday and had a brilliant performance uh, yesterday as well. Although yesterday it was Ben O'Connor who, win, who won the stage. The Australian managed to win that uh, uh, stage uh, and uh, managed to get onto the podium in the general classification. In a torrid weekend of alpine racing, the uh, defending champion Tadej Pogacar uh, won at uh, Le Grand Bernard on Saturday, but then uh, Ben uh, O'Connor won it on uh, Sunday. But Pogacar still added a few minutes on to his uh, advantage uh, against uh, Richard Carapaz, one of his rivals as well, Primoz Roglic, withdrew after Saturday, so he wasn't there at the start of the Sunday race. Tadej Pogacar looks invincible at the moment. He is at the roof of the world. Will he continue? Today is a day of rest, but then we'll see. Mont Ventoux is still waiting the riders. We'll see how they manage to get through these mountains, whether or not Tadej Pogacar is going to defend his title that he won ahead of uh, Primoz Bogric last year. Spear of Destiny, Roof of the World, that's where, uh, at the moment at least, uh, Tadej Pogacar is, and perhaps together with Ben O'Connor of Australia, who won the stage yesterday. With Spear of Destiny and the Roof of the World, we'll conclude today's Daily Sports News. Today is the 5th of July 2021. We present these news on Radio Sport at radiosport.online. DJ Spaza says goodbye. Then a smile.